Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Donna Clayson, who co-founded Let's Talk Menopause, which is a nonprofit dedicated to improving menopause understanding in healthcare. After facing an accelerated menopause journey due to an estrogen-positive breast cancer diagnosis and surgeries, and drawing from her experience at the Motherhood Center of New York, Donna passionately champions better guidance and support for women undergoing menopause. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, it's, it's interesting, Donna. I have received many pitches for my show about menopause. What's happening in the world today that there seems more of an uptick in it being more popular or more publicized? Rather? Well, I think that this generation, Generation X, is um, huh? wants to do things differently than our mothers and aunts and grandmothers did, sure. which um, really happened in secrecy and behind closed doors. It really wasn't talked about at all. And so with menopause, even though it's a natural stage of life, comes many symptoms and it lasts, the symptoms can last four to 10 years prior to your last period. So even though it's a natural phase of life, there's lots of symptoms associated with that, um, with, the, with the ups and downs of estrogen and with the decline in estrogen. And so those symptoms can be long and they can be really difficult for people and they can impact many parts of one's body and health. Interesting. So if I remember correctly, I think you're also a licensed professional counselor as well. What, what is the mental health status for, for many individuals who, who have the perception of menopause? And so the people who haven't yet experienced menopause are people who, who are experiencing. Is there a certain way of thinking as far as one's vitality, virility when it comes to, to menopause? I think, unfortunately, it has a negative connotation, sure. almost like that it's the end of a woman's life, that it's sort of mm -hmm. the end of their reproductive years. Um, and people often dread menopause because, you know, for women, um, the focus is a lot, uh, you know, it's been a lot around um, being beautiful or being young or being, right? Um, and so, um, and we really want to change that, that you can really live your best sure. life. We are living longer um, mm -hmm. and there are treatments and you can feel better and you can come out of this stronger and not to dread it, not to fear it. Um, sure. And to make sure that you're getting the right information. And unfortunately, 20 years ago, um, in 2000. And two, there was a big study, and that mm -hmm. study really put the kibosh on hormone therapy and made it become like a fear-based um, uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. and so we really, you know, scientists and researchers and doctors have really re-looked at that study and 
Um, done, there's been new studies since then, but the perception around it has really mm -hmm. uh, made it difficult, and it really set back women in many ways for the last few oh, years. Oh gosh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Sure. Now let's talk menopause. Let's talk more about that. So the, the nonprofit, how did that come about? Mm -hmm. So after my own experience, and I work in, like I said, I'm a therapist, I'm a social worker, I do skills-based therapy, CBT, DBT, oh, and I worked okay. um, around postpartum depression. And we know that um, we know that there are three windows of vulnerability for women and mental health, one being the onset mm -hmm. of the period, the other being pregnancy mm -hmm. and postpartum, which we've heard a lot more about in the last mm -hmm. 20 years. And the mm -hmm. third that people don't know about is perimenopause. And that's when there's mm -hmm. lots of symptoms of irritability, fatigue, poor word finding, cognitive issues, um, and heart symptoms, um, heart palpitations that sure. can be, um, that, that can look like other symptoms. And so women don't know. And also doctors, if you can believe this, mm -hmm. only get about one hour of training on menopause in medical school right wow. now. Wow. 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 So let me let's go back for a second here. So I want to well, first find out the, the origins. So let's talk menopause. How yep. you, you're telling me the understanding of it, which is great. I want to hear more about that. But yes. when it comes to when it comes to the um, the aspects of of when a woman has her period with the postpartum, et cetera, there are different aspects of what's um, like premenstrual dysphoric disorder. There's many different aspects that can happen when a woman has her has her cycle. And so in that, how does a person differentiate between what role they're necessarily at, either the postpartum versus um, the uh, perimenopause, I mean, how does that, how does a person really recognize their, their symptomology to right. understand they are perhaps transitioning to that next stage? Right. Well, oftentimes it happens, um, the average age with the final menstrual period is 51, mm -hmm. 52. Okay. That's the average. Okay. However, people can have that earlier. Um, and sure. the reason we started Let's Talk Menopause, which is to answer your first question, is mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. people don't know these things, right? Yeah. And so because it's been taboo and we're not selling anything. And I think I'm, you yeah. know, we really oh, want to make sure yeah. through education and through advocacy mm -hmm. that women are getting the health care that they need. Um, and that's really our, our mission is to make sure that women and doctors and everyone knows about this stage of life. And so um, so sort of getting back to that other question. Um, so symptoms can start four to 10 years prior. So mm -hmm. symptoms can start in your late 30s, early 40s. And part of the problem is you don't know what's going on with your body. You don't know. Yeah. Is this stress? Is this work stress? stress? Is this relationship issues? Mm -hmm. Is this caring for my parents? Um, what's going on? Um, so that's, that's part of it is you don't know. And you don't know when yeah. that final period is going to be. So perimenopause is that four to 10 years prior. Most of the symptoms happen um, in that last like two to three years prior mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. they can be difficult and the other issue is that you know not everyone experiences the same thing um yeah. it's not a one-size-fits-all so some people have a wide array of symptoms with a you know increased severity mm -hmm. and some people have a moderate amount of symptoms but unfortunately people don't even know the basics like what are the symptoms and then there are some long-term health risks sure so yeah. at this point with the lack of estrogen okay. it affects our bones and our hearts and our and our and other other issues Sure. Yeah. And I think that's one of the great things about Let's Talk Menopause is you have so much education to teach people. The last kind of transition to the next question I asked, what sets Let's Talk Menopause, your nonprofit, what sets it apart from other organizations that may be talking about menopause as well? Well, there's only two of us. <laughs> so okay. uh, there's very few nonprofits. <laughs> there's, yeah. uh, there's the okay, National yeah, Menopause Foundation. Course, yeah. Right. We're, yeah. So we're a nonprofit. Um, we also really, uh, if you go to our website, letstalkmenopause.org, we we created the website so that it's younger, so that we're reaching people mm -hmm. prior sure. to entering yeah. the phase of life. Smart. And so it's a really vibrant, young looking um, and accessible mm -hmm. website. And so mm -hmm. you know, lots of people can go to different websites and get information about menopause, but it's 
often done yeah. in more scientific doctor language. And this is really, sure. uh, we're really talking and, and we're doing things more accessible and our programs are more accessible. We have monthly mm. menopause talks um, where we have best in class doctors, nurse practitioners and other mm. providers doing a webinar, doing a menopause talk, but doing yeah. it in a way that people can access that information and also ask questions. Yeah. So they're giving access to doctors because we don't have access to doctors. Yeah. You know, going to a doctor, you don't have access to them. Exactly. What I think is really great as well is the preemptive aspect of it, of really helping people recognize before the menopause, for the perimenopause aspects of it, to really understand it as you transition whatever phase of life you're in as well. Which, which also, I guess, makes me think there's different socioeconomic individuals in the world today. Some have more access to healthcare, some do not. And so in that, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to educate people from whatever level they're at, to be able to understand what's happening, to create that agency, to create the, the language, to be able to talk to their primary doctor about that as well. Right. The more we have people going in and asking their doctors and their providers questions about this, the more the doctors are going to mm -hmm. be spurred on to have to learn about it. And you're yeah. right. Access is different for people. But I will say that access is what I'm seeing is that access for people on all ranges is difficult. People in New York City can't get appointments with a medical, oh, really? menopause informed provider because there are very few menopause informed providers. Wow. And it's all re really falling on OBGYNs that sure. are already strained and stressed. And so yeah. really, this is a whole um, medical provider and other providers, including psychiatrists mm -hmm. and therapists mm -hmm. and, and counselors sure. um, and physical therapists who don't know about this mm -hmm. and need to be yeah. educated about it. Now, earlier you said that doctors only get about one, one hour of education when it comes to, to menopause? That is correct. Yeah, after 2002, after the big WHI study, menopause mm -hmm. also got taken out of the curriculum in most medical schools. Oh. And so on average, doctors, including OBGYNs, are getting one hour of menopause training for a phase of life that lasts 40 until, yeah. So that is, that is not good. <laughs> let's just say that. Now, <laughs> just say like, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just say it's not good. Let's just talk about the whole aspect of that. I mean, obviously uh, that's not my specialty, but I know that in order, in fact, one of my CEUs, I had, I took it for a menopause. It's a 10 hour, 10 hour um, continuing education. So I got 10 hours of, of you know, learning more about menopause than apparently a doctor who's, who has specialized in that as well. Well, help yeah. me understand the, the knowledge or the, the reasoning behind that. I mean, I don't know if you know, but just how does it even make sense to take the curriculum, take that out of the curriculum? It, it happened at a time. Mine, but. Well, it, it happened. I, I learned from um, Mary, Dr. Mary Jane Minkin from Yale. What happened is after that mm -hmm. study, they also were under medical schools needed to cut the curriculum uh, because doctors were wow. didn't have enough hours. And so that just sort of happened at the same exact time. Oh, now people okay. can get okay. certified. So there are there are certified menopause practitioners through. No. Oh. It, so it's it's through the National American Menopause Society, which is now okay. rebranded his name to the menopause society so there are okay. these providers and people can find those on our website those providers um but it certainly is not everyone and what we hear from people is they often go to their doctor's office say they're 47 years old they're having symptoms and their doctor mm -hmm. tells them you're too young to be going through menopause and that is not true yeah. because you know again the yeah. symptoms start so they're not they, they're sure. not getting the basic information Right? Mm -hmm. So the more we yeah. know about our symptoms, the easier it is to have them. If you know irritability is a symptom, instead of blaming yourself and sort of saying like what's going on and having all these worries about it, then you then you know. If you know mm -hmm. that increased tearfulness, difficult sleeping, and hot flashes, um, and hot flashes, mm -hmm. you know they're not just that you're hot. Yeah. I think I think people often dismiss it as like oh that's what it is, right? 
And hot flashes really are, they're a very intense sensation that um, comes up through your body like a ball of fire and it mm -hmm. comes up through your body and you become red and start sweating. Now you can imagine you're in a meeting and yeah. this happens to you. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> right? You're on yeah, TV. Exactly. You're on, you're on the air, right? Tamsin mm -hmm. Fidel, who is one of our, she's, she's our ambassador. She's a journalist and she's on TV. And this, these are the things that happened to her. She could not go on air oh. due to her symptoms. They didn't mm. know what was happening. So it, oh gosh. So they're, they're, people don't know. And, and part of it is that you don't know what you don't know. And so one of the things about starting a nonprofit on menopause, right, is people are like, well, why? Because this is a natural phase of life. And it's something that can mm -hmm. be very difficult for people. So I also see yeah. people in my private practice who have a lot of health anxiety, who have a lot of, they say, I've mm -hmm. never been as anxious before. I've never worried mm -hmm. so much. I've never been able to not function yeah. as much. People are leaving the workforce at high rates. And we can't afford to lose women who have a ton no, of experience. And so there's been a lot of articles about that recently um, because, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden you start having difficulty finding words and all of a sudden you think I'm not as capable. I can't do this. Yeah. And yet it's, it's word finding, right? It's, it's, there's, there's ways to address that and to deal with that. But when you sure. don't know what's happening to you, you often get very scared. Yes. And I think also talking to your doctor and the doctor, you know, says you're either too young or, or maybe diagnose you with something different. And of course you're, you're going to, agree with that because it, you know, it's professional so to help people really understand that perhaps that person is incorrect or perhaps they're uninformed um how, how do you i guess specifically how do you really help the people find the the ability to verbalize their symptoms or verbalize that and let's say they don't have a, a menopause doctor or menopause a doctor that's licensed with that or credentialed with the menopause can you help them through that so we don't necessarily deal with people individually on, on what's going on okay. with them but we let them mm -hmm. know what the stages are Gotcha. Um, okay. On our website, we have a, sure. and the symptoms, right? We have a whole yeah. list of symptoms. And so really menopause is a diagnosis by, um, by looking at your age, by looking mm -hmm. at where you are in the yeah. life cycle, right? By, and by, you know, oftentimes period changes are one of the first changes mm -hmm. that the period gets longer, it gets shorter. Some women bleed for a very long time and that could be incredibly disruptive. Imagine being at work sure. and bleeding almost yeah. every single day um, sure. <laughs> while you're at work and having to navigate that. And also, wor again, worrying that something's wrong with you. Mm. Um, and, oh, that's fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Right? You find that isolation, I'm sure, as well, because if you think there's something wrong with you and no one has, they, they try to explain your symptoms away and then, like I said, misdiagnosed, yeah, that can feel very lonely. That can feel very mm -hmm. disheartening in many different ways. So I'm really glad you guys have the education for, for these individuals, for all women as well. Uh, what, what, you know, I've heard some of the things in the press, though. Haven't you guys won some awards or been, noted, been, been seen more in the public of late? So menopause in general has been, the last year in particular, has really yeah. been highlighted. Sure. Um, um, myself, I was named a, a top menopause advocate and a top health influencer. Oh. Um, so that's been fantastic. Um, thank you. Um, and um, so really menopause is the forefront, but we have so much work to do. So women have been underfunded. Yeah. Um, the research sure. has been underfunded. Um, women were not in research studies until the early 90s. And menopause in particular has not been researched. Oh, um, really? And so there okay. needs to be... Mm -hmm, so, um, so we really need more money for research. So part of our work mm -hmm. is also doing advocacy work to make sure that this is not just talking, right? So we, do, yeah. we certainly need to talk more about it and let people know that they're not alone um, and that there's treatment and that they can feel better. And then we have to make mm -hmm. sure that menopause, um, that, that medical providers are trained, 
that mm -hmm. the um, mental health community is trained um, and that there is that money for research so that women can sure. get that there can be more treatments for. We actually Wonderful. just found out why there's hot flashes. This just happened okay. in the last couple of years. Okay. So we didn't even know why they existed and what, what, what was the yeah. mechanism um, that happened. Interesting. So there's a lot more to be to learn. So, yeah, definitely. Now, are there, are there support groups that you all offer as well for individuals who are experiencing this? So we don't offer support groups in particular. We're a, mm -hmm. you know, we are three years old and we're focusing on work on education um, and advocacy. I have been doing in my private practice a, a support group for NYU and for, um, and we might want to roll that out. Um, however, yeah. if we end up sort of doing that, we're not being able to see the you know, course, um, to, to everybody. Yes. Um, so there are certainly places that people can go um, for mm -hmm. support. There's online forums. Um, you know, there's a way to do that. I would also just suggest people that are going through this to talk to their friends, to talk to their family, to talk to others that might be going through it. What we know is that once, again, once people start talking about it, they feel less alone and then they realize it's like, normalized. oh, this is something yeah. that everyone's going through, right? It's yeah. acknowledged, right? Exactly. It's validated, yeah. right? And I think also, you know, from from a, a support system, you know, someone like myself who who may know someone going through that, I mean, to be able to support them, for me to be able to find a language, for me to be able to understand perhaps the symptomology of it and how I can support as opposed to, you know, just negating it or minimizing it as well. So it's good to know that I'm assuming that in your system as well, as you roll things out, there'll be more aspects of the support aspect for the for the wraparound individuals who may be supporting the person who's experiencing that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that the support needs to be there. Yeah. It's just a matter of how do we how do we build something like that out in a way mm -hmm. that I think first and foremost we have to train professionals right because yes. if if the it needs to be run by a professional that the professionals don't know about <laughs> how to do that right <laughs> so yeah. it's um yeah. and and to really make sure that this I mean one of the things about the last year in particular is that you know a lot of companies have started which is great and people don't have to spend a lot of money on treatment and and just oh, to really be sure. mindful of that that mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, you know, to, to really make sure that they're researching exactly. what is yes. beneficial Cost and what is not, well. because we, sure. right, yeah. right. I, I understand that. Now, in your situation, you were diagnosed with cancer, and so your your journey happened much earlier. I'm sure that happens for many people as well, that their, their menopause journey happens at an earlier time. Has that happened for you, and as I said, for other people as well? How did that kind of change your perspective of what menopause means as you experienced it much earlier than, than I suppose you should have? Mm -hmm. Well, interesting. It, it, it was actually around the same time. So it, it happened when I was oh, 52. Okay. So that is the average age. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but surgical menopause. So I went into surgical menopause. So I had my ovaries out, which has a more, okay. um, often has more symptoms um, when, you ha okay. when it happens abruptly. Mm -hmm. And then okay. breast cancer survivors, many of us are on something called an aromatase inhibitor, which blocks all of our estrogen. Mm -hmm. So we basically mm -hmm. go into what I call menopause on steroids. So my symptoms became a lot worse. <laughs> Literally. Um, so that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but people who do go through it early, and there are people, one of our co-founders went, had something called POI, which is um, premature ovarian insufficiency. Mm -hmm. So she got her last period at the end of her 30s. And oh, she was nice. often also dismissed from her menopause, um, her, her GYN at the time. Um, but at that point, people now, the doctors now know and should know that really they should be put on hormone therapy until at least mm. their early 50s when they're supposed to, because our bones yeah. need estrogen. Oh, that's fair. Um, and yeah. So yeah, one of the things that people don't realize is the long-term health risks. And 
one of those things is bones and osteoporosis. Mm. So we lose 20% of our bone right. mass yeah, in those sense. first two years after postmenopause. The other issue that people don't know about are the genitourinary symptoms of menopause. What right. used to be called vaginal atrophy mm -hmm. is now called, it's an umbrella term now, it's called the genitourinary syndrome of menopause. And that includes okay. uh, vaginal dryness, mm -hmm. increased um, urinary leaking and frequency, okay. increased UTIs, which is a huge health risk. Right, a lot of women, older women, often have, yeah. um, and that is because the vaginal wall becomes thin and um, almost prolapsed. Easier to sort of, mm -hmm. and yeah. um, and unlike some of the symptoms that happen in the that late perimenopause, which can mm -hmm. which often go away, GSM is a chronic progressive position, um, chronic chronic and progressive um, condition, and so it does not go away without treatment. And ah, so, okay, without the treatment. So, okay. yeah, so if so if men had painful sex, I wonder what would happen, and yeah. and, and yeah. would we still be Fair. going through that, right? It, probably not. <laughs> so, probably not. Right. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and and low libido, right? So that's another symptom that yeah. happens is low libido, right? So, oh, um, yeah. yeah. So people don't know that these are symptoms of menopause, and that there are some actually mm. with vaginal dryness, there are some very easy solutions including vaginal yeah. localized estrogen um, that many mm -hmm. of our doctors talk oh, about um, and um, yeah so that so that is something that people don't know about and yeah. including you know and 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 i think um, when you're talking about you know um, access to care and access to information i would say that it's it, nobody has access to this information from when i go back mm. on my college visits and talk to my my um, fellow peers none of them have heard about GSM yeah. and, and what happens with wow. menopause. Um, I will say that people of color often go through, um, they have hot flashes for longer and it starts earlier. Yeah. So there are some differences um, sure. in what happens to people. But again, some, so much of this we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, and that's one reason why Let's Talk Menopause is there to be able to create the funding or, or go to the legislator to be legislator to be able to talk about all these different aspects to get the funding for that. Now, I really appreciate all the different aspects that we've talked about. As we wrap up here in just a second, I know that anyone who any any person can go to letstalkmenopause.org, I believe it is, and find out this information and be able to reach out to their, their healthcare providers as well. But all this information is is at their at their fingertips. They can research it, look it up. And I'm assuming you continue to update your website as as you get the information as well. We do. We do. Yeah. So people can go to letstalkmenopause.org to find out more about the symptoms, stages, and treatment options, mm -hmm. and also to find a menopause certified physician. People go, we also have a podcast, and people can go and yeah. listen to our podcast, Hello Menopause, um, and visit us on social media at Let's Talk Menopause. Our social media. Handle. Awesome. Well, I, 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 you know, I appreciate this information. I mean, obviously, it's, it's not firsthand for me, but I'm really appreciative that my viewers and listeners will be able to have this information. Uh, I know you, I'm sure you've taught them so much information that they didn't have access to before. So, once again, thank you for everything you do with Let's Talk Menopause. But thank you for being a guest on my show today. I really appreciate that. My viewers and, viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesbillerlifeology.com and I'll connect you with Let's Talk Menopause. Thank you, John. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having, having me. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. 
If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.